All right, guys, what's up? This is the Good Fighters Podcast. I feel like every time I say this is a special one, but today actually is a special one, mostly because we have a very special guest, Dr. Jordan Burns. Um, Doc, you are somebody that exemplifies connection, intention, and purpose as far as Dr. Nash and I can see. Um, and those are kind of three pillars that we hold as good fighters because this is the Good Fighters Podcast. And um, like I said before, I just want to send out a special thank you for locking it down in Naptown. Um, I know that the community is well taken care of in chiropractic as, and as far as leadership goes to um, with you there. So thank you so much for being on here today. Just a lot of gratitude for you joining us. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Can you tell us where you're at um, and then what the name of your practice is and all that kind of stuff, the formalities? Yeah. Uh, so my office is called Pro Wellness Chiropractic. It was actually opened in 2008 um, by two docs that came out of, I think they both went to Logan, actually. That's where I went to school, Logan University. Nice. Um, went to IU for undergrad. But those two docs sold it to one of our docs that works at our office now in 2015. And then he sold it to three of us in 20, the end of 2019. So my uh-huh. first year as a co-owner of a business was 2020. So it was a pretty, uh, pretty cool experience. Nothing like going into the fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget to say, yes, you are, you are a fellow Hoosier as well. I went to IU as well. So another connection there. I think I started following you when I started school. Um, so okay. just, it's really been really cool to even see from, I guess, from afar, you becoming an owner. Um, and I know that's something that I did want to touch on today because of that whole process and being an owner in COVID times. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy, been a lot. Oh yeah. If you've been following me since then, a lot has changed in my life since <laughs> that all right. When did you graduate from IU? So I graduated from IU 2016, um, winter of 2016. That's when I graduated um, from Logan. So. Nice. Yeah. So just not too far after because Dr. Nash and I both graduated Palmer in 2019, 2020, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Last trimester was a June trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, well, Doc, I, since it's top of mind, I know that we've talked about 75 hard here a lot. Um, and I know you just completed that. Um, was this your first time? It was. Yep. Nice. I, one okay. of my best friends did it. Um, and I, you know, watched him go through it and he just constantly talked about it. And <laughs> it was one of those things that I always felt like, and I've had this conversation with a few of my other friends, like, you know, I'm already disciplined. I don't, I don't need to do right. something hard. And then, you know, my friend sent me the podcast that Andy Frisella talking about it. And I was like, yeah, that's my inner bitch voice. Just saying like, that's yep. like, if it's so easy, then why don't I just do it and see if it's easy? Yes, sir. And that I'm sure has been a whole process. I'm on my second time right now. Nice. Um, I think I'm on day like 36. Cool. Dr. Nash, he's going to hop on soon. I'm oh, sure. Right. But, um, yeah. I just started phase one. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah so, are you, are you doing like 75 hard or how, what are you doing? So right now, yeah, just the 75 hard portion of it. Um, okay. I'm going to be probably trying to schedule out phase one here pretty soon. So, um, it's interesting, man. I like it a lot. I like the, I like yeah. the direction. Yeah, it's definitely something. I mean, trying to get better, which with each phase, which is with each section. So, um, what's like one of the biggest things that you noticed going through 75 hard in that process for you? What, what has changed? Cause you went from, well, I am disciplined to now maybe a little bit different mentality. Yeah. I, uh, so my, I actually, my, one of my best friends came in town this past weekend. He's an acupuncturist in Lexington mm-hmm. and he was asking me that, like, 
you know, what were the biggest takeaways from it? Cause you know, he works out every day and, you know, reads every day and all that. And he's like, you know, I, I want to do it, but like, why should I do it basically? And I told him, I was like, I even made a post about this the other day. And you guys know this, obviously, like every day we have choices, you know, and those choices are pushing you towards health and wellness or sickness and disease. With 75 hard, you are hammering this over and over and over and over and over. And it's like every day I know that I am moving towards health and wellness. And if the last 18 months hasn't pushed you to move towards health and wellness, again, (laughs) I don't know what's going to do it for you. And I think for me, I told him too, is like one of the coolest things too is, you know, with the discipline that I've developed over, you know, past couple of years, and especially through 75 hard, I can look myself in the mirror, especially after that before and after picture and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. I respect you. How many men and how many people in general can actually look themselves in the mirror and say, I love you, I'm proud of you, I respect you? I would say it's a small percentage, but truly, truly mean that. Yeah. I think, you know, when you, when I think about the number one thing, I would say I have just developed more self-respect and that is through obviously like transforming Mm -hmm. your body, but you're transforming your mind. When you're going out there for that 45 minute workout, like yesterday, it was 55 and rainy in Indianapolis. It sucked. I didn't want to be outside. It was pouring down rain, but I felt mm-hmm. like David Goggins out there. <laughs> I was just like, let's go. That's what's up. And you quieting. Do, yeah. Quieting you that your mind. That's and I mean, awesome. I, I have a, I have an 11 month, uh, daughter at home and wow. becoming a father has obviously completely transformed my life. But you know, that's another reason why it's like, I want to be an example of health more than ever before it's yeah. like I'm, I'm disciplined but you know i'm not before because like it wasn't like i was out of shape or anything i was fine but now it's like no i'm, I'm gonna be a jacked dad and that's the example that i want to set for my family right like because there's only so many things that you can teach your kids but they're gonna see the actions that you do so it's like if i if she can see how i eat how i exercise and how i read every day i'll feel pretty good about that that's that's an amazing process to be able to pass down because um, I know not that my dad was bad or anything like that, but I didn't have that necessarily growing up. Something that I had to learn. Yeah, um, I've never seen my dad exercise. Love him to death. He's six six. It's not like he's like super unhealthy by any means, but yeah, I've I look back and I'm like I've never seen him lift a weight. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty wild. To think I'm sure that can be said of most dads in our yeah. uh, our generation too. In you know, with that being said, too, you just being a leader for your own family, but then again, also your community. Um, how has that kind of transitioned to for you being a business owner and, and leading? Because you've been pretty outspoken as far as COVID goes yeah. Um, in terms of really getting people to understand, hey, you need to take care of your health. Um, can you kind of touch on that? Like any backlash, any things that you've kind of have been motivators for you and different things like that? Yeah, um, I, I think it's been a big motivator because it's the same message that I'm sure you guys and myself have preached forever. Um, right. It's just now all of a sudden controversial, which is right. super strange. Um, and I mean, obviously, there's it's not like I still don't have an ego and plenty of people still don't have an ego. No matter how you're delivering the message, there's, there's definitely I look back at some posts that I made the past year and it's not like I'm like, you know, probably could have delivered that better, probably could have delivered that better, <laughs> but it's also, I mean, it's a frustrating process when, you know, we're used to, 
that's another one reason why I think it's easy for like natural healthcare professionals to speak out against it is because we're used to being, we're used right. to getting fighting. We've been gaslit for 110 plus years or whenever the Flexer report was like 1910, you know, like we are used to being called fake doctors and everything that everybody says in the comments. Um, I would say it's 50, 50, as much as I've had, you know, hateful people comment, which again, I just block people now. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. That is something I've talked to a lot of people about of like just social, even just patients talking about like, you know, successful people control their environment. It's not a bad thing to mm. block people on social media, especially if they're strangers, because mm. they're again, projecting their trauma and drama onto you. And it doesn't mean that you want an echo chamber of the same opinions and beliefs. It's just that you're not going to allow hateful people to just say whatever they want to on my team. Right. right. Yeah. I, I never thought I would be a person that blocks somebody. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty emotional and empathetic. Um, and it, it's not like I feel good doing it, but it's like, no, I have to for my mental health because I'm not going to get on my Instagram every day and just have people telling me, you know, just hateful stuff. People are, it's crazy. Yeah, nasty. It takes the humanity out of people because they can yeah. just type on their phone or type on their computer and just say whatever is their deepest, darkest thought. And it's like, you got yeah. a lot of stuff to deal with and I'm not letting it into my life. Um, yeah. And I've had, I've had face-to-face conversations with patients that have left um, over the last year. Uh, but as much as that has happened, I have gained such a stronger core community in Indianapolis and definitely online. Um, because again, millions of people feel the same way. Millions of people understand, regardless of whether you got the shot or not. Like I think most people agree that we shouldn't be mandating it. Um, right. You know, I think most people are, having somewhat of more of an understanding and waking up to the fact that, you know, maybe natural immunity is a, is a really important <laughs> thing. And it's kind of weird that, you know, they're really pushing this. It's kind of weird that natural immunity hashtag is hidden on social media. Like it's very strange when we do have like studies coming out saying that it's better. And obviously right. that it's better. I've, I mean, we've been saying that <laughs> from the beginning, it's a, it's an almighty universal truth forever. Um, but I don't know, man, it's, it's been a funny thing to navigate through, especially like being a business owner. All my, I mean, obviously like my business partners support me, feel the same way, don't care. Um, yeah. And the people that I've lost, it's okay. They're not my people. I mean, as you guys know, like you're not going to, not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. I mean, that's life. The yeah. people that I've lost, um, also the face-to-face conversation, they've just been unfortunate because I, I had one specific interaction with a gentleman. He was probably 70 years old. Um, and he just straight up asked me if I got the vaccine and I told him no. And he said, um, well, I can't come in here anymore. Like you're not wearing a mask. You didn't get the vaccine. And just kind of like went on a little rant. And I was just like, would you like to go in the back so I can give you more information on both of these topics? And he said, I don't need more information. And I just go, mm. clearly do. Like yeah. <laughs> I would love to be able to talk to you more about this. And he just didn't want to. And I was like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's the heartbreaking thing is there's such, a divide and not enough understanding, even, yeah. even if you guys have differing of opinions. And while he does have that choice to make his own opinion on that, you know, it is sad that we can't have those conversations anymore and quite literally being hidden. Like you said, they're just not for whatever reason, don't want to be around. So yeah. um, that's okay. that, like I said, I have yeah. for as many, I mean, I have had way more positive comfort right. than negative. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I feel like that's kind of, like you said, that it's going to work for the greater good in that, in that way. So. And I uh, think, you know, again, 
what are things I want to pass down to my daughter? What's the example I want to set, you know, for my family, for my wife values. Honesty is one of my number one values. And I don't care if it's not the mainstream narrative. I don't care if it's going to trigger people. Like I'm going to be truthful about what's going on because luckily I went to chiropractic school and I met people that have, you know, been all about natural immunity their whole lives. And I've, somehow managed to make it through IU and chiropractic school and not be indoctrinated into a lot of political beliefs and health beliefs that unfortunately millions of people are indoctrinated into believing. Yeah. Especially Belief is like everybody's a, pre-med there. So the select few is chiropractors coming out. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say, I'm, I think belief is like such a important word in that, that like, believing in this indoctrination right and it's something that's really been programmed for a long time and with somebody who's 70 it's it's unfortunate because you know once upon a time i think they were they would think similar to us that like this isn't just about us this is about the kids right this is about our kids and our kids as kids and if we're not taking steps to create a better future for them then what what the heck are we doing you know and and it takes a an unbiased mind or like somebody that's willing to look at both sides to really truly see and understand the truth. And yeah, there are plenty of people that just, uh, it doesn't fit with their narrative and they just won't look at it. And I think that's really tough and it's, you can't really have conversations with people like that. Yeah. Um, That's, that's been, that's been probably kind of what you said. My, my general response is like, look, we just have different foundational beliefs hmm. of what health is. Yeah. Like with me and one of my business partners were just talking about this. I ask in every new patient visit, like how much water somebody drinks? Do you take any supplements? And the amount of people, when you ask, do you take any supplements that say they take aspirin every day? Well, it's just like that. Like they think, they think like aspirin and Claritin, like these all these over the counter drugs that they take are supplements that are normal and that they should take for the rest of their life. That is like truly how ingrained indoctrination is, I guess, really the best word for it. But that's that's truly how ingrained that medical model and thinking is into people. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, once you hit whatever age, you got to start taking baby aspirin every day. It's like, no, you are not deficient in baby aspirin. I promise. No, we're not. We won't have a lack of it. (laughs) That's Um, crazy. Wow. You know, I. So I kind of had a more personal question, I guess, regarding to Logan. So we had homecoming this last weekend at Palmer and it was great. And there's also been some (laughs) things at Palmer that have been uh, slightly concerning, at least for us that are more fundamentally sound with our principles, right? And really what chiropractic is, the pillars of chiropractic are. And just, I don't know if you probably haven't heard, because why would you, you know, you're, you know, not connected to Palmer whatsoever, but there are satellite clinics in Illinois. I, I actually saw a video. I follow, I think it's in Moe's, the student, I think. Yep. Oh, Philip. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yeah. I saw it. Man. Yeah. yeah. He did a great job outlining kind of like the, the state of the union at Palmer. Right. And, um, you know, so I was on campuses last weekend for homecoming and, you know, it was really, it was disheartening, honestly, you know, seeing a lot of things that I saw, especially with a lot of, a lot of fellow, uh, brothers and sisters that are chiropractors. You know, I, I saw plenty of, you know, faculty that I had had walking around campus the entire time with masks on. I had saw, you know, just a lot of people just 
you know, almost kind of just burying their heads in the sand of it even being something that we should even talk about. Right. You know, I took classes and I had, uh, you know, had a teacher to say, well, you know, COVID got brought up for like half a second. She's like, we're not even going to talk about it. You know, because, you know, it's like, well, then, you know, if we're just going to bury our heads in the sand every single time, then like, uh, we're really just kind of pissing on the entire history of chiropractic. And I was curious if you've, uh, seen or heard anything with Logan, um, you know, anything at all, because I think honestly, the institutions, uh, they have the greatest, uh, responsibility of all to uphold what chiropractic's all about. And if they're not standing up for it, then it's up to us to hold them accountable. Yeah, I would completely agree. Honestly, um, I have not really okay. paid attention, um, or know much about what Logan's doing. I, that's another thing. I think, I don't know how much, he, but I look at Logan as, you know, in terms of philosophy, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty PT based. We do a lot of modalities. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it definitely, I think my education at Logan really helped me be like a competent practitioner. You know, you, you crush boards, you do really well on tests in terms of being like a doctor. It's great. But in terms of philosophy, it is 100% lacking in my opinion. Um, I definitely, you know, I know a lot of people in my class and a lot of, you know, docs that I've met, you know, the past couple of years that come out of Logan that you don't love chiropractic and you don't love what you do every day. And that's extremely important. And it's something that you lack coming out of Logan. You like doing a lot of exercise and none of that's wrong. I still, you know, I'll do grassing on people. It's not like I have an issue with doing soft tissue work with people. Like that's totally fine. Um, the philosophies have been lacking there for a while. And it's funny coming out and learning more and meeting more people because now the schools that Logan made fun of and the techniques that Logan made fun of and the business practices that Logan made fun of are now things that I'm like, nah, that's the stuff. Those are the schools people should go to. Those are the schools that actually do philosophy. Those are the schools that actually teach you how to be a chiropractor, how to love what you do every day. Cause the people that I've seen, you know, kind of like what he was saying, um, you know, the people that are, promoting a lot of the insanity that's happened the past 18 months are obviously my, my community is more Logan since I went to Logan, but there are a lot that are talking about it. And it's like, man, I sat next to you in school for four years. We saw the same stuff, heard the same stuff, took the same tests, had the same education. How are we just completely different? And Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it's who you surround yourself with. Like I'm in a practice with, four other docs and two of them are 40 years old. Um, so, I mean, I've learned a tremendous amount from them. They have taught me, yeah. they've taken me under their wing from that. Um, and my friend that I was specifically talking about that sat next to me, like he started his own practice right out of school. So I think that's a huge difference when you're actually able to have these conversations with people. Like one of the docs in my office, he's never, Oh, sorry. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Special guys entering the Good Fire Podcast. <laughs> you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> that was Corey. My business partner. Um, one of the docs in my office has actually never had a vaccine in his life. And when you meet people like that, because that I remember that was the first time that ever happened to me. I was in chiropractic school, mm-hmm. and my roommate had never had a vaccine before. He's yeah. the 28th chiropractor in his family. And to me, I was just like, I'm open to having a oh, conversation because yeah. it's something that I've never really thought about. I'm like, oh, okay. Explain that to me. Talk to me about that. Like, that's something that, you know, I'm from a small town and I've never would have 
thought that was an option, I guess. I don't really understand. And then, you know, when you actually look into this information, because you don't, obviously, you don't get this information in mainstream education, like, you read Suzanne Humphrey's stuff, Dissolving Illusions, and you, like, go into actual, the history of stuff, and you think about, well, no, that seems more logical. It seems, you know, we changed a lot of stuff with lifestyle, and especially environment. You know, we stopped Sprint, and we don't need to get into this whole topic, but like, you know, you meet, <laughs> we can save that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I was meeting more and more people that had never been vaccinated before. Right. And it was the first time that that had actually opened my eyes. And it's again, like Nash said, like just being open to listening to someone, being open to hearing someone's conversation. So Dr. Evans in my office, again, never had a vaccine in his life. His family didn't for religious reasons, but whatever. He, he's never had them before. So especially now I love talking to him about what's going on in our society because it's like, you know, they're going to man, they're trying to mandate you to get this one. And it's like, you've never had any, like I, I had, a right. I mean, I had vaccines up until I was probably 17. Um, uh, maybe 18 actually when I went to IU I ran track at IU and I think I got a flu shot my freshman year and I got sick afterwards and I think that was my last time of like I'm not going to do that anymore um, mm. and I'm just not I don't even remember why I just went on this rant what were we talking about <laughs> honestly I don't remember either. I was just soaking it in I think we I don't know I think Nash was asking about Logan yeah. oh um, yeah what Logan's been like but yeah I think I, I haven't followed up just because I've just kind of let go of that, I guess. Um, sure. I, I don't get too into the, the schools or anything anymore. It's kind of not a surprise, though, too, from some of these in- institutions that we've seen. And I mean, we've talked about Palmer it's sad, before. It's sad to hear it from Palmer, though, obviously. Like, it's yeah, ex- expected from a handful of them. Like, I wasn't, like, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Logan did some similar stuff. Um, I don't think yeah. we. I don't think we have any clinics in Illinois. I think it's all in Missouri, but yeah, yeah I don't know how they would, they would handle that. I do have a couple of friends actually that just started at Logan. Um, so I'll have to ask them. Yeah. One topic that Gates and I talk about a lot, or not just a lot, but just even just like the concept, right. You know, with um, the, the, there's such a, a thirst, pun intended, taking a drink of water for this alternate message of uh, this, this at least choice, this choice of health that uh, is really an opportunity that I think has been just missed by just about every chiropractic school. Cause I mean, can you imagine what that would look like if, you know, Palmer and Logan were to just uh, team up and really stand up and say loud and proud that, you know, we're not going to be uh, adhering to these quote unquote guidelines because we don't believe in them. And we don't think that this is, truly how we the best route to get to health right how powerful would that be to be a beacon like that for people around around the country you know and just for the profession but kind of kind of part of that though is what i was talking about earlier like you talk about just educational systems in general are like indoctrination so i mean yes you're getting chiropractors that graduate from these schools and you can then find philosophy and love philosophy and develop your philosophy and you treat patients and you see the power of what you do every day. But then you have, and I'm not dissing all faculty by any means, but you know, you have a lot of faculty that don't practice. So, I mean, they are educators. They're not necessarily being out there in the field and developing that love for philosophy. Like I was, I was in our sports clinic at Logan. So, I mean, I was in the biofreeze human performance center, you know, we're, we're spending 45 minutes with every patient. We're doing exercise with every patient. We're doing laser. We're doing grassing, you know, we're, we're treating people like that. And that's, 
their exposure to chiropractic, these mm. chiropractors, like that's the clinicians. I mean, that's what they're doing every day. So they're not really falling in love anymore. And that's what they're teaching. That's who you're learning from. So it's the same thing that's going on at you. Like you get indoctrinated or can or whatever with, well, we don't even get in that either, but, <laughs> but you get the point. Like that's, that I think is where that unfortunately comes from. Cause you don't have, you know, Brett Jones and all the like super philosophical chiropractors out there teaching at chiropractic schools. Right. Like once upon a time, you know, yeah, like for sure. God. And there's not that there's not philosophical chiropractors at chiropractic schools. It's just, no. that, you know, for the majority, I don't, I think it's definitely being a lost profession because people, there is such a divide of people trying to get rid of the most beautiful part of our profession. Mm. The the thing that makes our, our profession so profound and strong and really the future of what I believe is uh, the next step for humanity, 100%. at least in my, you know, um, can, like, can you imagine, right? Uh, being in class with having Dr. Fred Barge as your professor or having BJ Palmer as your professor or Dude, that gives me you know, just Robbie Gold that. or yeah. Reggie Gold, I mean, or uh, literally Sigafu, so many of these like, you know, giants that have been come that have come through the profession. Matter of fact, they had Dr. Jordan Burns as as their faculty. <laughs> you know what I mean? How much of a difference would that make versus, you know, I've ha- like I like you said, we've had some great faculty, but at the same time, it's you take one person off the staff from 1965, and they're automatically the best staff member we have, no matter what category you put them in. And uh, I just think that's uh, that's a damn shame. And I don't yeah. mean to get off topic on that, but that's just something that. Uh, no, but I agree. I mean, I, I look back at my education at Logan and I've actually emailed my philosophy professor since I've been out because it was a class that you blew off when you were at Logan. Like, right. you obviously like still studied, learned it, past class and stuff, but it was not one of the mainstream classes that you were focusing on. And I've emailed him since and just like really thanked him because I'm like, I think of the stuff that he said now every day yeah i think i I posted like the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions um question everything including yourself and especially the status quo never doubt your gut logic or common sense like that's all from him and it's not that's just life advice it's not even (laughs) necessarily chiropractic chiropractic philosophy philosophy. yeah that's i I agree i i think one of the things that you know we talked about a lot in school was how you know, natural healthcare thrived after the, whatever, the early 1900s flu pandemic. And I do mm. think that's definitely going to be a thing. It is a thing. I mean, we, we never closed here in Indiana. Um, last year, we, we definitely took a hit in like March and April, but after that, I mean, we as busy as ever, yeah. um, like June and July last year at the time were like my best months I've ever had. So, I mean, it, it literally, hit a tank and then skyrocketed right away because it is, I think people are understanding, especially with the more and more information that's coming out with comorbidities and obesity and all those studies. Like, yeah, no, I need to take better care of myself. Like that, that seems to be the, the real, the real factor here. That's the biggest issue is the fact that, you know, 80 plus percent of our population is that's probably higher than that. Probably 90 plus percent is metabolically unhealthy. Mm. Like that is the number one thing that we need to address and we need to change. And that is, I said that the other day, like that has been the answer 18 months ago. It's the answer today. It's going to be the answer forever is that we need to take better care of ourselves and stop listening to people that are motivated by money, like politicians, like whatever it is, like you have to take control of your own health. Yeah. The only thing that's going to save you, the government is not going to save you. 
politicians yeah. are not going to save you. I don't, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are not going to save you. Yeah, that self-responsibility, taking, being accountable for your own actions and recognizing that we do have an amazing power within us and use it. And I, that is the biggest thing that I love about chiropractic is, is the, even just the recognition of that. Because right now you don't get that message. You get, you're weak, you're sick, you're going to die. And that's not okay. That's not what we need. So yeah. And I think, um, that's a big one too for people is, I forget what book, I think it's from Outwitting the Devil. I don't know if you guys have read Outwitting the Devil before. Uh-uh. I've seen about, it on your page though. Or it might be from, dude, Outwitting the Devil or Think and Grow Rich. It's one of the Napoleon Hill books, but it talks about like the, the main fears that humans have. Um, and three of them are the fear of death, the fear of old age and the fear of illness. And those are, I mean, those are like things that people truly, truly, truly fear. And I mean, yeah. if you're not, you know, if you don't have some type of spiritual belief or some type of you know, religious belief, whatever it is, stoicism, anything along that line, like, yeah, you're afraid to die. And it's like, I'm not like I have a, I wear a necklace every day. It's memento mori. You know, you on the back, it says you could leave life right now. Yeah. And that is a thought. It's also, you know, when you live life, if you have ever lost anyone in your life, you have a respect for the brevity and fragility of life you understand that you know yeah it sucks that thousands of people have died but yeah that's an unfortunate fact of living right we all do it yeah um and i think to live without those fears right that's something that uh gosh I, i feel like those are the three things that have been amplified that they've really like leaned to even more to have this fear of getting sick the fear of dying and the fear of getting old Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost kind of like a stripping away of the, you know, you know, the beauty of America is the free is founded on basically freedom of religion. You know, yeah. you have the freedom of believing whatever you like. And I really feel like part of like the indoctrination has been to strip that away of people like that, sure. that, you know, science is so great that we know so much when we're in the actuality, the more you the more, you know, the realize the more you don't know that there there can't be anything greater than us right and that's that indoctrination to me is stripping away that that hope and uh to live without fear you know living without fear of getting old because you know it, it is a beautiful transition towards that ultimate transition of leaving our physical bodies behind you know and i think that's a really empowering thing that we have the opportunity to give back to somebody, even somebody who's very analytical or very scientifically minded that it really is founded upon deduction, you know, mm. chiropractic principles, major premise, undeniable, you know, so many things undeniable. Um, and I, I just, that's one of the things I love about it. I agree. Yeah. And I think again, with those three fears, I've tried to preach to everyone of focus on the opposite of those things. Like, yes, being so afraid of death. Let's focus on life. Let's focus on doing the things that we can do every day to continue to help us be more vitalistic and more healthy. <laughs> um, I was just, have you guys read, have you guys read uh, the biology of belief by Bruce? Lipton? Of course. Um, we did a whole episode on it. Yep. I actually just started it um, about a week and a half ago. And, you know, it, it talks about, you know, as you guys know, like, Health is simple. It's just a lost wisdom. Like it is, it is not rocket science. It is yeah. eating well, treating your body well, having gratitude, especially the whole, I mean, the whole book is essentially like 
having gratitude and having a positive mindset. Yeah. And that's respect. Lifespan. I truly, I talk about that with patients a lot. I was like, I, th- I truly think the people that live, you know, you hear about the people that live to like 100, 105, 110, whatever it is, and they eat bacon all their life or smoke cigarettes or do this or do that. What do you think it is that, that helped them do that? I think it's the fact that they limited their emotional stress. I truly do mm. believe that that is the number one thing for a long lifespan is you limit your negative emotional stress. They're just living. I read a story today about a 103-year-old grandma who beat COVID and she was like, the nurses were coming in. She was like, I'm not sick anymore. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was done with this. She was ready to go. It. Go to life. Yeah, I had, um, a, I had a 60-year-old patient yesterday that came in. And honestly, I took a, I took an x-ray of her neck. It's probably the best neck x-ray of any patient I've ever had. Like, it was wow. literally like you have a textbook neck. And she has her secret is she has done jazzercise for the past 30 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ever since you were 30 years old, but I was like, that is the perfect testament is you just moved your body every day. Wow. Jazzercise. Who would have thought? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Burns, as we move closer to the end here, time's about up for us. Um, I do just want to ask real quick, you know, what's, what's something about the man that you're becoming that you hope either spreads to your community or continues to spread to your family? Um, and to be said about you now five, 10 years, 50 years from now. Um, you know, what's that focus for you like? Wait, what do you mean? You asked kind of two things there. Sorry. Like, <laughs> um, what would you like to be said about the man that you're becoming? Like the yeah. best version of you. Sure. Um, I mean, the word that comes to mind is discipline. So I listen to a lot of, as I feel like you guys probably do, I listen to a lot of Jocko Willink, a lot of David mm-hmm. Goggins, um, Joe Rogan, and the word that uh, discipline equals freedom. That's like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Akira the Don. He's a DJ. Definitely should look him up. Um, He puts beats to. Oh, I have. I have that. You suggested that a while back. Yeah. All of their uh, talks. So there's a Jocko Willink album that I listen to pretty well every day. Um, because again, it's important of what you're feeding your mind with every day. And when you're hearing discipline equals freedom over and over and over and over, yeah. you become a lot more disciplined. And that is obviously something like we've talked about, like 75 hard gave me, but I just think I, I messaged my group text of friends and my family group texts of probably about a year or so ago and asked, how would you describe me in one word? Just kind of out of curiosity, like what does my family and friends have to say? And the overwhelming response, 90% was driven. Um, mm. And I do, I just, I, that is, I'd say what I want to be known for the most is that I practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, another thing that really I got out of 75 hard was now it's like, now I look like for real, for real, I practice what I preach. Yeah. Not just, yeah. I mean, I, it's not that I didn't before. It's just now I physically look a lot more like I practice what I preach yeah. because I think that's important. That's authenticity. You know, how many people are giving out health advice on the news or online or whatever that are not healthy themselves, physically, chemically, and emotionally? Like, I know because I mean, I say that in some of my posts too, because it's like I can't speak for everybody on these topics, but I can speak for myself. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Like I have a strict morning routine that I do every day. Like I, I get my six at six or seven and a half hours of sleep, depending on your sleep cycle. Like 
I mean, I am, I'm hammering home my health habits every day. I can only speak for me, but I know the work I'm putting in, in my health. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of deposits. Yeah. Every day. And that is something that I can be proud of. And that is why I have no problem talking about and being confident about, no, this is what you can do for yourself. Like you just have to do the easy habits every day. The most difficult habit is doing the easy habits every day. I say that to patients every single day because <laughs> it's there not a secret. Like you, you bent down to get a dish out of the dishwasher and now you're 10 out of 10 low back pain. Why? It's not because you bent down to get a dish out of the dishwasher. It's because you've sat at a desk for 40 years and then you go mm-hmm. sit at home and then you wake up and then you get up and then you sit in your car all day and then you go to work and you sit at work all day and then you come home and you sit on your couch and then you go to bed and then you wake up and then you sit in your car in traffic all day and then you sit at the office and you do that over and over and over and over. Like, Yeah. Gotta take action. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Gotta take action. Well, Doc, where can people find you um, and follow you and all that kind of good stuff as we move forward? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, um, I guess for now. I haven't, I mean, I, haven't, <laughs> I, I try to always move my way around, which I don't have as big a following as a lot of the guys that have gotten deleted over and over and over and over. Um, but for now, Dr. Jordan Burns on Instagram. I'm going to tweet a little bit more too. Okay. Um, so Twitter's Twitter, to come back. Twitter is also Dr. Jordan Burns. Yeah, I got off of Twitter for a few years, but a couple of my friends have used Twitter regularly. Like, I have pretty good followers on Twitter and stuff, not chiropractic related, but they just use it a lot more. And, you know, I, I feel like I control who I follow on that a lot better, too. So I'm only seeing more like positive entrepreneurial type stuff. Mm. Um, I've definitely taken a step back from kind of social media in general. Um, yeah. Again, been focusing more on stuff that I can control. Uh, one of my mentors, actually the guy that started my office, um, he's no longer a chiropractor, but very successful entrepreneur. Um, you know, always talks about the, he calls it the four S or it's the same, same kind of concept. A lot of people talk about as mind, body, spirit, business, but it's faith, family, fine, faith, family, fitness, and finances. So those are kind mm-hmm. of the things that I've transitioned to focusing more of my time and attention to. Um, I got off of Facebook last year around November. Um, ironically not even necessarily because the election just because a lot of backlash i was getting from a lot of like iu acquaintances and stuff yeah um yeah. and i just so I, I don't really do much or i don't do anything on facebook anymore i have a business page on there but i have not touched it since about a year ago so yeah pretty well just instagram and twitter now um and then yeah like i said my office is in fishers indiana which is a northeast suburb of indianapolis that's awesome. Well, students that are listening to this podcast, go shout out Dr. Jordan. Um, definitely somebody you want to learn from. Um, and as he continues to become, or maybe already are, a giant within the chiropractic profession. Um, Dr. Nash, did you have any closing thoughts for Dr. Jordan or anything? Nope. I uh, just want to thank you for your time. Uh, I, I certainly got a lot out of it. And uh, just so, uh, really love to talk some more uh, chiropractic with you here in the future, Doc. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you both having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Jordan, once again for joining us. And uh, we just really appreciate and are extremely, extremely grateful, full of gratitude.